Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It is your Capes Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our brand new friend, Marcel Dupree of Evolution uh, Publishing. How are you doing? Welcome. Did I, did I get that Italian accent on it? Yes, you did. You did a great job. I'm doing well. <laughs> very nice, me. very nice. Welcome to the stream. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Let's uh, let's start diving into uh, who you are. All right, I'm doing well. Um, my name is Marcel Dupree. I'm from San Diego, California. I work in education. I've been making comics for about 13 years. Like for the first four, I didn't release anything. I just kept writing and submitting um, submissions. One of my submissions got picked up, but then I didn't feel comfortable with that and decided to self-publish. And I've been doing that for about six years now. I publish titles such as Lafay, Warbound, POM, Seeing Red, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it seems like, like we were talking about this earlier, like a lot of people uh, say I'm a busy person. And like when I was like looking you up and kind of like diving into the campaigns and stuff, I'm like, wow, like this person is just doing so much. Like, how are you able to really just have your hand in so many pots like that? I have, I surrounded myself with great people. Um, like Joshua Metzger, he, when he and I call right, I just give him my outline. He does most of the scripting. Same thing with um, Gaido Martinez. I give him my outline. He does most of the scripting. Um, then with all my stuff, I'm lucky that the, the um, artists like to do plot scripts. So I just have to write about a paragraph per page. And then they break it, they, um, break it down and I come in and do the, the dialogue afterwards. Mm -hmm. So surrounding myself with great people. Yeah, that it definitely seems really pivotal too, just because of like how much work that you're constantly pumping out. I mean, that is such an awesome like thing, like the way you're able to to manage with with these other creators and get these titles out there uh, at an outstanding rate as well. We have J. Michael Miller over on YouTube saying, "Time for my Saturday morning geekly." You know what to do. Get that get that bullet cereal ready. You know, I used to wake up Saturday mornings to watch those animated cartoons, but now uh, we can keep it geekly, and I think that's even better, right? <laughs> so. What uh, what drove you uh, to start working on uh, Lafay? Let's start breaking that down. This is such an interesting uh, volume. I had the the opportunity to read it. Thank you for providing me the the PDF on that. By the way, um, Morgan Lafay is a she she's a, like a private investigator for like an occult like uh, investigation. But the story gets so much deeper than that, right? Like the, yeah. the, the the sister of King Arthur, the lover of Merlin. Like wow, this was such an awesome concept. Thank you. Um, I was I used to work a night job and I was watching The Lost Girl and I was watching <laughs> Merlin as well. Um, so I was like, what if we combine these two? Combine Lost Girl, Merlin, make Lafay the main character since she's a very interesting figure. And that's how we, I started it. And then I came up with, okay, how can we make this interesting? I was like, we should have her powerless. Like that would make the make the story worth it because you have to follow along. How does she, is she gonna get her powers? How does she get her powers? Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen if she does get her powers? And that's what we started. I started off with, and I went to Joshua. He came up with adding a whole bunch of um, Arthurian legend stuff to make it explode. And yeah, that's and then Miguel inputted who he wanted to draw. So it was a, everyone just throwing their ideas into a pot, mixing it together. And we gave you that. Yeah, that is, that is so awesome, and I, I just I love how everything kind of like ties into one another. You you start off with our uh, antagonist, and we really don't know it's the antagonist in the beginning, and uh, then it just pivots to uh, 
L L Morgan and kind of like how she was very powerful, but then how she lost those powers. And it was such a graphic way. I really love seeing like Merlin, like just to, like be a vicious, like brute, like ripping the wings straight from her body was, it was like, it was just so awesome. Yeah. He was like angry with her. Cause like he loved her. They were together. Yeah. Yeah. She got greedy, wanted to take what was his, but he was like, yo, you gotta pay, pay for this. But he can't bring himself to kill her, so he put her, put her to sleep, which was turned out to be a grave mistake on his end. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Someone like that live. <laughs> so what? Uh, you you said uh, the creation of this was like many late nights watching uh watching that show. Like when you started creating this, you know, where were you at within your uh within your history as a as a writer? You know, where where were you at within your journey? Um, I was just starting out. Um, so I was heavily influenced by other stuff that i watched i started this was like my third idea that i had mm -hmm. yeah my first idea was um delilah blast my second idea was armor one then i came up with this one and it was just inspired yeah by late nights being alone trying to entertain myself at work so did you have like a like a curiosity for like medieval times and and and, and, no, and stuff like that no not at all Joshua and I are not fa fantasy fans at all. We don't read fantasy. Like Joshua's more into the cult stuff. He reads like a lot of Cthulhu stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm heavy into crime stuff. And so we just combined our two interests, and we were like, "Well, we have to throw in some stuff for the people that are, are into fantasy." So we did research on on Arthurian legends and different legends around that time, and just put them in there to give people what they should, what they were going to expect. Because mm -hmm. you have so many different influences, you guys must have really done like a lot of like intensive researching. It feels like, yeah. Um, Joshua did a lot of research. I did some research. Miguel did some research. Like as I said, Joshua did most of the scripting. So when it came time to add certain elements, he was like, "What do you guys want to add?" So I was like, "We should add a Dulong." Um, Miguel was naming all these fantasy creatures. I was like, "All right," and so Joshua came back and put them in the script. And uh, I really, really enjoy the antagonist too. The way you were able to kind of cultivate the the feeling of like who is he, like what's he doing, and then like when we get like the big reveal uh, revelation of like what he's capable of, like this guy is brutal. Yeah, we tried to. If you read a lot of our work, you'll see that a lot of our antagonists are very brutal. We want to give even our even our protagonists are also kind of kind of gray. We want to give people something exciting and shocking but made sense with inside the story mm -hmm. so there was some really interesting things that's happened uh recently too Did, didn't you say you had some issues uh with france uh getting this uh over there yeah we um miguel is shopping um the book to several european countries he's he was successful in spain successful in germany so we got two two deals right there he's now shopping it in france one editor was like we like the story but um we need it's we need to um have equal equal dick or hide the nipples <laughs> and i'm like okay that's interesting so you're fine with the nipples you just have to add more dick so are you guys gonna re re redraw that or are no, you gonna we're hide? not gonna do that we're either gonna hide the nipples or yeah. find somebody else yeah Hey, that, no, yeah. that makes sense. That that's, that's I mean, I don't know. That's such an interesting thing, right? Like, I'm, I I guess like I could see the equality in it, but like to make you like redraw like a whole panel for it. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's very strange. I don't get it either. Because there's just one page. You can't, 
it's kind of an important page, but it's not something where you need to have you need to add dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not you also putting dick in comics. I have dick in other comics, but <laughs> hashtag add the dick. Let's get it going. Let's get it trending. <laughs> <laughs> so you also had uh, some animation stuff in the work too, right? I think I seen a tweet, uh, kind of like focusing on that. Yeah, um, a studio approached me. They wanted to do um, Senior Reddit's animation, but it was weird because they, they wanted us to partner partner up, but they didn't do a Kickstarter to get the funding for it. But we didn't have a studio. We didn't have like a streamer connector or agent. Neither had agents. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because what if we raise all this money and then we can't do anything with it? It would be pointless to the people that invested. Mm-hmm. So we, I kind of let that project die, but it was cool to like kind of think about plot. We actually worked on some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the animation always kind of seems like to be like one of those like ever fleeting goals like creators are trying to like get their books to. You know what I mean? Or some at least. And that it just seems like yeah. it seems like such an awesome like end end point for a lot of creators. Yeah, I wasn't even expecting that. They hit me up. They were like, "Yo, we like this." It was during the Single Red Two Kickstarter. They were like, "We really like this. We think it could be more." How about we partner up on, on this? I was like, cool. And once we talked about all the details, I was like, this might not be good for our back for the backers. Mm-hmm. So we we should like put this to the side till both of us get more industry connects. No, absolutely. And and speaking of that, you know, like you're obviously showing compassion for your backers. You recently had a hit piece. Like there's you just been in the news left and right. Uh, you recently yeah. had a hit piece. Uh, let's go ahead and start breaking some of that down as well. Yeah. Okay. So it was from 2019, but people keep bringing it back, bringing it back up. So Bleeding Cool kind of got at me for having multiple Kickstarter accounts and being late, which is very true. I was I was late. I do have multiple accounts. But I I was delivering still. Yeah. And I do I do have a policy where if I'm late if I'm late on my end, like say we didn't get script done in time or artist was late, we do get free comics because you shouldn't have to wait. So since you're waiting, we give you we give you free stuff. But yet people and most of, and we overcome that. Like it was literally three years ago. People yeah, yeah. Keep bring, bringing it up. Since then, my numbers have grown like big time. Like at the time that article came out, I was struggling to get like 150 backers. Oh now wow! I think, <laughs> now I think 150 backers is a bad campaign. Yeah, bad yeah, campaign. you're 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 like killing it right now. Yeah, no, I yeah. just kind of wanted to touch base uh, because I think it is important to like for people like because I I seen it in real time where someone's like, well, I don't know if I want to back this campaign. You got on there, and another person got on there and just hit them with some truth and like, okay, well, I was wrong. Like, I'm gonna back it now. And I'm like, well, if that's the mindset people have, like, why not try to amplify? some of your response to different audiences as well like yeah. it, it, i mean it was kind of shitty of them to do a hit piece in the first place like uh but from what i understand like they were even like at that time like were called out like pretty heavily for it too yeah they were like i had people commenting saying that they got all their stuff which is true like yes i'm like crowdfunding people are late so i don't know why i was point pointing out for that but yeah there's a ton of people are late there's there's a lot of people in the community that don't even deliver their books yeah so I, I mean i was late it was embarrassing for, for it to happen but it kind of got me in gear because i like focus on fulfillment i decided i sucked at fulfillment so i hired a fulfillment company so to make sure books get out on time i hired a customer service person to like answer answer backer because that was also a problem 
I wasn't really answering questions, which is not cool at all. But I like him, which is a character flaw. Um, sometimes, well, I'm very petty. So if you say something I don't like, I'm going to respond in a terrible way. <laughs> I don't want to do that with actors. Yeah, yeah. And so I would just ignore it. You know, and it's it's one of those things too. Like, I, I don't know. You you have a life too, right? Like a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Like a, a lot of this is a balance of running the Kickstarter, doing the campaign, but also having a life too. You know, a lot of people work jobs. A lot of people have other things they're doing. Uh, it yeah. gets very very busy. It's hard for even me. Like um, sometimes I can't reach all the DMs, and I try my best, but you know it's hard. You know, you get off work. The last thing you know you want to do is like pop open your phone. You want to relax. You want to kind of take you know take some some time off. I get it. Yeah. So I, some people don't seem to understand that. They're like, yo, I paid for my shit. I want my shit. I, which is very fair. You should get the shit. You should get what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Like, try to give creators some grace. Like, if I, like, I try to be fully transparent. Like, I'll tell you who's late, who on the team is, is, is causing the delay, which has got me in trouble with some of my teammates. I've, like, opened up about my mom dying. Like, when my mom died, I was like, yo, I'm just not in a place to, to, to handle this right now. So, like, I try to be fully transparent with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think the transparency right now is pretty outstanding, too. Like, the fact that you're able to openly admit that, you know, you had some flaws, but then you took steps. You you hired someone to, to handle it for you to get it taken care of. So, that wasn't, like, a, a weak spot. I think that is pretty remarkable. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it's not really cost-effective to do, but it's if I want to do this and I want my brand to grow, I have to have someone who can handle fulfillment better than me. Well, hey, I mean, cost-effective compared to, like, public relations effective, right? I mean, you yeah. like, a bad image, effectively, you can't put a price on, like, trying to fix that. that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, the fact that whatever happened, you're you're taking steps to fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again. I think that speaks a lot about you and, and your character. Yeah. Yeah, I try, for the most part, to fix everything. I'm trying to be better with the communication. I think I have been better because my customer service person quit. She got a way better job. I'm proud of her. She's my cousin. <laughs> got a way better job. And so she quit. So I'm handling everything myself now. Mm-hmm. So I'm the one who, because before she would answer the backers, communicate with um, the fulfillment company if there was an issue. So I could just handle all the creative stuff. Now everything's back on my plate. If there's an issue with fulfillment, I have to talk to the fulfillment company. Mm-hmm. I'll have to market. I'll have to edit. Yeah. So how does it feel to have that, you know, be behind that wheel again, but kind of with a different like perspective? Um, it's hard. I'm still, I go to therapy to like mm-hmm. not be petty, and like sometimes people, some some people draw it out of you. If someone was like, "You work for me, you bitch," I'm like, "Oh my god, so I, I, I can't deal with this." I want to say something, but instead I just blocked them. I'm like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I just can't communicate anymore." Therapy can be pretty pretty rough too. Opening the opening yourself up is 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 pretty a uh, pretty big challenge. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the first year, the first six months of therapy was really just dealing with the aftermath of the bleeding cold fallout. Because I used to have someone harassing me like every campaign. They'll be like, "Here's this article." They'll pay a dollar for each campaign on each campaign just to post the article. Oh wow! Like, yeah. Oh, that's annoying. I mean, thank you for the dollar, but Jesus Christ. Oh no! They'll cancel the dollar right on the day of the campaign. The day the campaign ends, they'll cancel the dollar pledge. Oh my god! That's like I, I, I sometimes sometimes being petty. You know, I you know I can get sometimes being petty, but that is like get a life at that point. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's too out of pocket, but 
which is contradicts what people say because like people say that I like try to hide by having different different accounts. And if this one person was able to find each and every account, how am I hiding? If this, this one person was able to do it, my backers do it. Like I have an email list. I let all my backers know, hey, this is coming from me. It's on this account. Because each IP has their own account. Mm-hmm. If you're only a fan of that IP, why why would you worry about other stuff? Like there's a lot of Lafay readers that only read Lafay. I respect that. So they are on the Lafay account. Some people only read the superhero stuff, so they're on the superhero accounts. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you share all the campaigns too. It's not like you don't yeah. share them. Yeah, they're all on my Twitter feed. They're all on my, from my same email list. In my updates, I say more from Evolution, and I list of everything else that we have coming out, so everyone knows the whole hiding shit. I think it's just people trying to like they see a crack, and so they want to like keep jabbing at it but it's kind of pointless mm-hmm. so speaking like, of uh evolution uh, you want to give, give us a breakdown of what that is and, and what you're accomplishing with it okay so it's uh, the name comes from is italian for evolution i want to be i want to call my company evolution evolution publishing evolution was taken and since i was already working with a bunch of italian italian talent at the time i just went with the italian pronunciation of it and we are a company that is driven on story first. Great art and stories are our main focus. We want to bring a variety of stories to, to people. Um, we do every genre. Um, our characters are of every, or, every orientation. You don't think we should like announce that they're of every orientation because life is normal. You should be able to read the story, figure out that, hey, this is what this person's into. But yeah, we try to do something for everyone. No, that is awesome. How many uh, creators do you have on uh, your publishing label? Alright, we have four writers and about 20 different artists and colorists. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I, th- I was about to sneeze. I I have two cats and it's so weird. I'm allergic to cats. Uh, <laughs> I grew up my entire life with cats, but like it's a thing, I guess, where you can just, just randomly, after the age of 30, just get allergic to random shit you love. So here we are. Sometimes I randomly sneeze because I'm a cat. <laughs> so that is outstanding, though. Four writers and 20 plus like uh, artists and, and everything in between. That That is yeah. such an outstanding. No wonder you're able to like keep churning out just so many book after book. Like that. Like how many books have you pumped out this year? I don't know. It's hard to count. We do about three, three or four a year. I mean, three or four a month. That's, that's impressive. And the thing is, too, like with this campaign you're running right now, it's already done. You sent me the PDF for the complete volume. I like I yeah. read I read a big chunk of it already. So like for anyone that's kind of like wondering, like if it's I mean, it's it's already done. Like, you know, so a lot of that I I, I think of like what you're facing. Like, I, I don't know. I don't I just maybe people just don't see like what like because it's here. It's physically here, right? Yeah, it's physically here. Each issue sold about 800, had 800 backers. Mm-hmm. So it's not like people weren't getting their stuff. Yeah. Like issue one started off of 200. Issue four had like 491. Issue three had over 800. Issue four had over 800. Issue five had over 800. That's just on Kickstarter. That's outstanding. Wait, wait, wait. So what are you doing with these campaigns? You seem like a campaign wizard, you know, a uh-huh. campaign Merlin, if you will. With LaFay, I have to thank Mike Shea. Um, he is a creator. I forgot, I forgot the name of his comic. I'm gonna look it up right now. But like, he did a crossover. Um, he did an update for me, an update swap. And 
that's when LeFay exploded. He shared his he shared LeFay with a bunch of people. And LeFay took off from there. And then when LeFay took off, um, people started checking out other stuff from me. Oh, his name, his, um, his comic is, oh my gosh, um, Masatonic High. It's a, it's also on Kickstarter right now. It's funded. But yeah, he shared it and LeFay took off from there. Yeah, because I was going to say, your, 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 your backer numbers are just insane they're so huge like are you doing anything like what's your marketing like you know what, what what's your creative process with like you know promoting this this kickstarter um we just let our backers do it really well this time <laughs> i did hire a firm that's not going too well don't my advice you don't need a firm do it yourself i've had i'm basically getting the same same traction i hate to say that but it's true i'm getting the same traction doing it myself hey we appreciate basically, the honesty though Basically, um, having my backers are my promoters. They get the product, they like it, they they tell everybody about it. That, and that's basically how it is. Word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth is one hundred percent free, but it could be some of the most like powerful thing out there, right? Yeah. Um, word of mouth. I share in tons of Facebook groups. I'm like constantly in Facebook groups, promoting like a month ahead of time. I'm. And every time someone promotes that has a has a tweet about promote your Kickstarter, I'm promoting every Kickstarter we have, every Kickstarter that's coming. It's a constant grind of just. I promotion. remember the first time I made a thread and I met you, and you kept posting campaign, and they looked so good. I just kept backing one after another. I'm like, please stop. My wall is like <laughs> screaming, like please stop sharing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky to work with very talented people. Blessed. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is all gorgeous. So I think we kind of did a good job of building up everything up to this point. Let's go ahead and start diving into the actual Kickstarter itself. So I'm going to add to this right. to the screen. So right there is the link for everyone to check out. So we are looking at Lefay Volume 1, 145 pages of classic mature urban fantasy. Morgan Lefay works as a private investigator for the occult underworld in modern times, sitting at 13,378 of a pledge goal of 8,000 with 289 backers and 11 days to go. Holy smokes. And project we love. Let's go. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, this is impressive. Is uh, This is a little trailer video we can watch. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if we play this, it's, you won't be able to hear the sound on your end, but we'll be able to hear it loud and clear on ours. We just won't All be right. able to hear you talk, just to give, give, give you a heads up. All right. second needed to adjust the audio real quick on your end so we can hear you loud and clear so right here is the story too and this is what the reviewers are saying about it do you want to read one of your favorite quotes um i can't 
Let me go to the page because I can't see. Oh, here, here. I, uh, I, I'll, I'll read one for you. No worries. All right. All right. So this one is from Paul Polbox Reviews. Imprisoned in her mythical sleep for 1,500 years, give or take, Morgan Le Fay has discovered and restored ha, has been discovered and restored to a shadow of her former glory by a cabal of powerful beings calling themselves the Triple Moon. For no less than 13 years, LeFay will serve this group, and at the end of that service, she will be given the means by which she can restore her power. Until that time, she will be their troubleshooter on call 24-7, no job too big or small, the Triple Moon's very own private investigator. And wow, this it gets really, really insane too, because like right off the rip, her first investigation just gets out of this world, you could say, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> dive into some stuff that people wouldn't expect from an urban fantasy tale so what we'll do real quick is we'll kind of just scroll through the kickstarter and then we'll look at the the pledging tiers as well so here's a little recap of the story of what would happen if jessica jones would be what jessica jones would be like if she ever happened to be a powerful sorcerer sorceress excuse me <clears throat> and then right here is a uh look at the cover as well i think this cover is really gorgeous thank you so what is uh, kind of the shadowing? Is this like uh, like a shadow of her with her wings? Yeah, that is a shadow. Yeah, you're the first person to pick up on that. Hey, yeah, let's go. It's a shadow of her, for, of her former self. I like that. I like that symbolism a lot. So here is a look inside. So sorcery, wizards, and elder gods. Oh my. In this brand new, totally awesome collector collected edition of Morgan Le Fay Volume 1, you receive issues 1 through 5 of nonstop fantasy action, spell casting, and interrogation as Morgan seeks to restore her sorcery full throttle evolution Pub publishing has even sought fit to deliver a brand new 20 page bonus story too that's going to bridge the gap in preparation for morgan's next big adventure so you have more uh for lafay coming out in the future as well yes we are working on Let's issue six right now we have we have about 24 issues of story planned um Mikhail has signed on to come back to do the next art hopefully we can keep them for all 24 issues yeah, let's go let's go so right here is the first page and this is a really interesting introduction this is where we kind of meet our antagonist but we don't know it's the antagonist at that point i'm doing a little b and e and uh it gets really interesting yeah. you know uh i really love this right here um it's it's you later find out that's like one of his many abilities and what what type of ability is this you know what what, what type of magic or sorcery is this it's just fire he has like yeah. devil fire <laughs> And yeah. his name's really interesting too. What was some of the inspiration for his name? Um, that's a Joshua character, so I don't really know. <laughs> I think it was. I think he was inspired by Jack the Ripper, mm -hmm. Springfield Jack. Mm -hmm. Now it's a nickname for Jack the Ripper. So right now, uh, the second page we see uh, our our main protagonist Lafay going up against Merlin, and this was a really interesting way to kind of introduce the character. I thought showing her in like all her former glory, and like kind of getting the upper hand on Mer uh, Merlin, but then uh things don't go so good for her as we kind of see him just slam her face in the ground like this i thought this part i was like damn merlin like brutal yeah like he's a very peaceful guy until you piss him off and then right here this was like the foot in the, between the shoulder blades and just ripping the fucking wings off i was like oh my god dude this was powerful like <laughs> So what what drove you to kind of want to strip her of her powers like like this like so early in the in the issue? We thought that would be a good way to like have the character have a goal. Like, why else would she be helping anybody? Mm -hmm. She's a terrible. She says to herself she's a terrible person. She's out for only herself. So taking stripping her powers was a good way to like humble her 
and have her go on a journey of self-discovery. I gotcha, yeah. And self-discovery, that is, because, like, the, the, her just her beginning afterwards was just pretty insane, too. Right here is uh, a group of people 1,500 years later, and they, they finally discover her all bound up in chains and everything. And this was a pretty interesting uh, scene as well. I really like this this ragtag group of, of people right here. And this are the th three moons, correct? Yes. So uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a breakdown of the, of the three characters? Okay. Um, the cat is Black Agnes. Oh my gosh, I forgot to edit you. Because Black Agnes, Agnes is my favorite, and we wrote this a long time ago. But they're three witches. Um, they they work together to accomplish their goal of some some stuff that we're not gonna talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah, want to spoil it. Free, yeah. They they have a goal, and they're working together, and they're using Morgan to help them with their goal, while promising to help her out. We'll see if they do hold their end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. But if she does get her powers back, she's more powerful than all three of them combined. I gotcha, I gotcha. And then we pivot uh, to her waking up to uh, her latest lay of the night. That, that's what I perceived. Um, yes. And uh, she's looking for a phone, getting ready to get to work. And I love just the attention to detail. You see the scars on her back from where her wings were ripped. Like, just small attention to detail. Miguel's amazing. Like, yeah, he yeah. is very meticulous with his art. Sometimes he does take a long time, but I appreciate it because the end result is amazing. And even right here, it's so funny. She's like, you're not even that cute. You know, I've been with majestic warriors and kings and everything, and you're just some regular guy off the street. I love that interaction so much. Yeah, she's she's a very interesting character. I like her. And then right here we meet her, uh, this is pretty much her sidekick, uh, a hobgoblin named Billy. And I, I really yes. love this character too. Uh, Billy is, is awesome. Billy was well written. Thank you. That was also a Joshua thing. Joshua is the savior of this. Joshua Metzger. Mm -hmm. he's, he should be the one doing the interview, but he's shyer than I am. But yeah. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem at all. And then we scroll down, and this is where we see Morgan meet the big three. This is when she's gonna get her big, uh, her big next mission. And uh, I really loved how everything looked right here. It's very, very, you know, right here, like uh, what, what is this? Uh, the uh, I can't think of the name of the book. The book of the living dead. Yeah, that was uh, necromancer. Uh, it's right the on the tip of my tongue. Yes, uh, I think it's called the net. Uh, yeah, I think that's what's called. No, yeah, it's, that uh, was the necronomicon. I think. Yeah, right? necronomicon. Yeah, yes, necronomicon. Yes. Yeah, I, I just love that too. Like your artist was just so keen at putting these subtle details in that you really like, if you looked, you're like, oh my God. Like I didn't even notice it the first time reading it, but going through the second time, like I'm like, oh God, look at that. And then there's like a little fairy like stuck in this jar. Like I love it. Yeah, Miguel is amazing. He's been great to work with. A vital part of this, like he's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then this is just a little, uh, she gets a recap of what happened. Uh, and uh, I thought this scene was really interesting too. I love these little monkeys so much. Are these actual monkeys, or were these kind of designed for the uh, the comic? They were designed for the comic. Um, I kind of forced them to be in because I wanted um, the fact to have a cute monkey animal sidekick. Mm -hmm. Being a kid from the '90s, kind of have to have an animal sidekick. <laughs> I wanted to have a twist on it where she hates her animal sidekick. And this is where we see our antagonist. So this kind of like from the first page, this takes off after the first page, uh, which I thought was really nice too. It kind of did like a little like filled you in and then it gives you a little, uh, it takes you back to what's currently happened. So we see our antagonist take these guys down and he's here to take something, but we don't know what it quite is. 
and that's all you're left with guys you're gonna have to back this and check the rest of it out now right here is a brand new 20 page story and this is gonna bridge the gap of what happens in preparation for morgan's next big adventure and this is this is pretty gorgeous too is this the same artist no this is carola um Borelli and agnes posa um you might recognize their work um if you read our other stuff they do love university which is a ya romance comic they also do black coffins which is a horror western comic they've worked with pat shand um well at corella's worked with pat shand um for i think destiny and why he did a, she did a volume of that but yeah but for here we asked we asked her like to kind of switch up her style a bit to do an ink wash Mm -hmm. They have Agnes do like watercolors on top of that. It looks really gorgeous. It looks really gorgeous. So who who's this uh, woman right here? Is this someone that we don't know yet? Someone you don't know yet. Um, and, but this is one of the, the the three moons, right? Yes. This tells about this. The story can be about the three moons. Okay, I gotcha. Set up you to know a little bit more about them and tease what's gonna happen with them later on. Yeah, this is gorgeous, and we kind of see her getting overwhelmed. It look like. Yeah, we're gonna see how they became who they who they are now. Yeah, this is some gorgeous lines, gorgeous colors. So if you like history, heaven and hell, angels and demons, spiritual faction, goblins, fairies, and even shug monkeys, you'll love LeFay. Great artwork, engaging stories, colorful characters, including epic fantasy elements. LeFay is everything you could hope for, hope to want in a comic book or graphic novel. So if you backed us before, then thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support. You're the reason we've come this far. And right here are the reward tiers. So do these go hand in hand with like the uh, the tiers on the side? Yes, we kind of. Okay, at first, perfect. it didn't. We, we had a, we had an issue where I did the reward tiers without communicating with my designer, and so we had to go back and fix that. So they should match up now. Perfect. So uh, what are you back? And and I like this too. Uh, that this seems to be a big thing that uh, a project we love looks likes to look for is like kind of describing exactly what people are backing to a T. So yeah. this is Lefay Graphic Novel Volume One, uh, issues one through five. Brand new twenty-page bonus story, a new collectible or new collectible covers, exclusive Lefay Kickstarter art rewards and tier rewards exclusive to this campaign only. So right here, uh, the Lefay Volume One regular for thirty dollars. Yeah. And then you can get the Lefay Volume One Headwind variant. If are you able to send me this cover? I use this for the thumbnail, but I had to like crop it so the resolution looks really blurry and i'm yeah, going to fix my thumbnail so i yeah, you could, I got you. yeah thank you thank you but this is gorgeous too i really like this so are there dragons in this story too or was this yes there of, are you, whoa you didn't, get there, you didn't get to that part yes there yeah, are not, not yet not yet <laughs> yeah i got yeah. up to uh right i like right like i don't want to spoil too much but i got halfway if that gives you like okay. stuff's about to go down and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait till we end this interview because I need to dive back in because it's about to get insane for Jack. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, she actually she does ride a dragon in this. This was gonna be a poster at first, but then when Headwind like started to um send me the line work, I was like, this should be a cover. Yeah, this is gorgeous. I really, really love the colors in it too. Like, holy crap. Yeah, Hedwin does the lines and the colors. Hedwin's amazing. And then you can get the uh, the not safe for work edition for just ten bucks more too. So not not too bad of a price. Yeah, he threw that. I didn't even ask him for that. He did it on his own. I was like, all right, cool. People are into that. Let's do it. So right here, uh, you can get the digital Lafay Volume One for twenty bucks. The Camelot tier. The I am Morgan Lafay. Uh, you get the print. Um, you get Volume One, uh, the Lafay print, and then a Volume One of the PDF for twenty five. Yeah, that sold out. Like. <laughs> 
like, yeah, I know. I'm sad because I got the cam, uh, the Camelot, and I'm like, man, I was five bucks away from that print. Um, the King Arthur thirty dollar tier, you get the Lafay Volume One Deluxe PDF. So, what's gonna be in the Deluxe Edition? Um, it has the script, it has the line art, so you can see the line art and the script. You can read, see how they differ because they do differ a little bit. Every script differs from all comics differ from script to final page. If your mm -hmm. writer is not a Nazi, <laughs> you can, like change artists are free to change stuff and yeah miguel does change some stuff no i got you so for 30 dollars, you can get the merlin tier as well which is the volume one and then the pdf of volume one as well yes and then 40 dollars, the mist of avalon so uh lefay volume one you get the print and the pdf is this one still available or is this one sold out as well oh no that one is unlimited we're not selling that oh that let's go let's out. go let's go so uh the warp pen dragon so you get the headwind variant and uh volume one pdf as well yeah and then knights of the round table limit to 100 you get the nor edition so let's say volume one nor so what's the nor edition then um it's black it's gonna be an oversized hardcover black and white you get to see the line work and, and the letters okay no yeah yeah no that 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 looks like it's gonna be awesome and it's oversized too uh what's the size yeah. on it it's gonna well, it's gonna be a little bit taller. It's gonna be a six by eleven. Okay. So about an inch taller. Okay. But yeah, the art, seeing his art just without the colors is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought people would want to see that. That's what I want personally. <laughs> <laughs> and then Camelot's Enchantment. So you get uh, Lafay Volume One, the poster and a PDF. Wow, this port po poster is gorgeous. Yeah. Um. That's Venzo Tab. He works in video games. He does a lot of covers for me. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, this is gorgeous. Deadly Allure, you get the, the Headwind uh, variant Naughty and then the PDF as well. Deathcatchers, so you get a t-shirt, um, volume one and PDF. I, I like this t-shirt as well, so it's available black, gray, and white. Yeah. And then uh, the Idolist of the Queen, so you get uh, Lafay volume one, the Naughty poster, and then uh, a PDF volume one too. So a not safe for work version of this. Dang, what up Lafay? <laughs> but yeah, I love that poster. Like Vince did an amazing job. I like wanted to do that a cover as well, but I was like, we can't have too many covers that ups the print cost a lot. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, fine, we'll just have it as a poster. So we have Siege of the Saxons, which is going to be Volume One, uh, Lafay issues one through five, uh, the uh, Volume One PDF, and then Lafay issues one through five PDF as well. So the Volume One and then individual covers as well. That, that that's pretty awesome. These yeah, covers it, it look did. great too. Thank you. That was amazing. And then, uh, does this include the T-shirt too? Um, for Sorcerer's Apprentice does. Okay, okay, okay. There's a bleach. I, I, yeah. I see. I, 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 I mislooked at that. I thought that yeah. was like that, but yeah. it's uh, in the top of this. Okay. Yeah. So for two fifty, Sorcerer's Apprentice, you get the collector's box, two T-shirts. Uh, volume one the head headwind variant the nor edition exclusive print and sticker pack this t-shirt right here looks really gorgeous like what what is this like red like energy that is, that's the cover from issue five issue five uh, yes it it's spoiler okay i gotcha <laughs> yeah but yeah i thought it was like be like a cool like 80s rock t-shirt mm -hmm. so i was like we'll just use that no that is so awesome and then right here are the add-ons as well so you can get the Lafay uh, one through uh, five for fifty. Variants of nice PDF book for forty. Variants naughty PDF book for fifty. The poster nice for twenty-five. The poster naughty for thirty-five. 
a logo t-shirt for 25 and then the Lafay 5 cover t-shirt for 25 yeah so the variant um nice pdfs is basically it's a pdf book of all the variant covers from every issue and the naughty is the naughty version of every cover from every issue so if you just want to see all the variant covers you can get them in a pdf i gotcha all right, and then some of the stretch goals. So for 10,000, all backers get a PDF of Frank Forte's War Lash Bio Burden. And then uh, at 14,000, all physical backers uh, will get a LaFay limited print. Yeah, this is supposed to be the cover for the trade, but I, but I didn't think it was strong enough to be the cover. No offense, Miguel, if you're listening. I like, I like the concept. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like a popping cover for a trade. I really like how she's looking into the reflection of her old self, yeah. though. I, I like that a lot. So at 16,000, all backers get a Bad Girl triple pack. So Sisterhood, issue number one by Richard Boom. And and Minnie? Did I say that right? I don't know. Um, this, <laughs> um, this, pack was, um, this pack is a gift from the um, the marketing firm. Mm-hmm. They gave me some PDFs. So I don't know That's what really that cool, is. Though. So and then you could also yeah. get uh, Shadow's Daughter, issue one by Morgan uh, Quad uh, as well. Yeah. And then... 20,000 all physical backers get a LaFay bookmark. So this is gorgeous too. I really like this bookmark. That was a variant cover for I think issue 5 or mm-hmm. 4. Yeah, that's gorgeous. 22,000. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Headwind again. Headwind's amazing. That's Headwind's art. 2000, uh, 22,000 all backers get a PDF of Furry, Furry Regal and Keenan's Fractured Shards. Sorry about the pronunciations on those. And then at twenty six thousand, all physical backers get a Lafay keychain. So I like this. What 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 what's the inspiration behind this logo? It almost looks like fangs to me, like teeth. Um, it's supposed to be like um fingerprints. If you get to see the poster, oh fingerprint. yeah, okay, no, I see that. Yeah, because um it's a it's a um, noir comics investigation as well, right? Yeah. So we're gonna have, so the logo was the, the logo was fingerprints. The no, logo was that. done by um Ed Lavely. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's amazing. He does all all of my logos. So right here is the creative team as well. If you want to go ahead and maybe shout some of them out. All right, as I said, Joshua Metzger. He's also a creator. We need to fix that because Miguel should be is also should be considered a creator. He did all the designs. He's amazing. Joshua, he did most of the, he did all the scripting based on the outline I gave him. So he's he's very important. I, there's me. I came I came up with the idea. Um, implemented some of the elements. Then Miguel designed everything, did all the art. He's amazing. Um, Tutorial A Stone, he does the colors. He did some variant covers for the first three issues. He's awesome. I've been working with him forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and damn, I left off um, Marco. Marco does the uh, letters, and then Loris does the design. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. And then right here is Divergent Media. Is that the the firm yeah. that you're using? Yeah. That's the we don't need to shout them out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so uh, that covers everything in the Kickstarter, right? Yeah, it does. Okay. So for uh, my one of my favorite things is oh, remove the wrong person. There we go. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is when we uh, when we take a look at it. And we hit this point. What would you like to say to anyone that's on the fence about backing this? Like, if you could speak to them directly and kind of just talk to them one on one, what would you like to say to anyone right. who's like on the fence about it? If you like great comics and you like good characters, great art, 
you would love to get LaFay. LaFay is like amazing. Hands down, one of our best books. Everyone who's read it has loved it. One of our most successful books. We're going to be trying to be printed in other languages. So dive in to see what all the hype is about. And also, if you go to our Glamroad store, you can read issue one for free. Okay. And uh, I'll put that link in the, that description as well. So if, after this, if you want to DM me that link, I'll put that in the description yes. so people could do that. I know that is so awesome. So Marcel, after breaking everything down and kind of just diving into, you know, a history of who you are, what you do uh, and everything in between, um, where are you going next? You know, what projects are you looking at, you know, taking on next? You know, what's in the works? Um, we have Warbound right now, which is also on Kickstarter. Um, we're launching Project Shadows next week. Um, next month is going to be a... a we're only doing two campaigns. It's going to be Speed of Light number three, which is a black and white anthology, and a new title that's not announced yet. Mm-hmm. We're spending most of July folks on fulfillment on some back campaigns, like Seeing Red number two, Dirty Work at the Crossroads number four, um, POM number four. So, yeah, a lot of fulfillment is <laughs> on, on the way, and promoting the next trades we have out. We have Night. Night Volume 1 coming at the end of the summer. Love University Volume 1 coming this fall. Um, Dirty Work Crossroads number 5 coming this fall. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Busy, busy, busy person. Holy yeah. crap. I really appreciate you taking some of your time to come on here and break things down with us. Before we completely wrap things up, though, I do want to ask you one last question. Because as much as I want this to be something where you can really showcase your book, your Kickstarter, and, and you know, really sell it to the audience, I also acknowledge that a lot of creators watch this, too. And hopefully they get some pieces of nuggets of, like, wisdom for them. So... With that being said, for anyone that's out there that's kind of struggling to get started, you know, with writing or with scripting or just the creative process at all, what type of advice would you give them to kind of just get motivated to do it? Just do it. Like, no, no secret <laughs> behind it. Don't worry about motivation. Motivation, you got to work through it, even if you don't have motivation. Because, like, you have to have discipline. It's all about discipline. So, fuck motivation discipline you have to be disciplined right every day it's gonna suck at first you're gonna be terrible at first mm-hmm. i used to post my scripts on digital webbing and i'll post them up for feedback and i would get annihilated <laughs> <laughs> and i appreciate that i wanted to i wanted to get better so mm-hmm. you're gonna suck at first just do it keep practicing you'll get better and listen to your artists your artists will guide you i learned i became a better writer from listening to artists artists know what to do when it comes to storytelling yeah, and I think uh, I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, probably could do a little bit more of. You know, a lot of people want to just take the full creative wheel without realizing, like, an artist can really add a different perspective to it. Yeah, like, my first audience member, in my opinion, is my, is my is the artist I'm working with. If they don't like it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, um, before I even start writing, I discuss what's going to happen with the artists, get their feedback, do what they think. If it excites them, I go with it. If it doesn't, I go back to the drawing board fits it until i can get them excited about what we're going to do that's so awesome and that has worked so far hey i I really appreciate that advice because it's always nice hearing different like perspectives and different like takes on things so that was a a little bit different than we're used to so really appreciate that and i appreciate you taking time out of your day i know you are a busy busy person and uh it, it means a lot that you came on here and broke things down for us no problem thank you for having me i really appreciate it yeah absolutely guys with that being said it is a beautiful saturday i unfortunately have to get ready for work 
And I'm sure Marcel has a lot to do as well. Yes, uh, <laughs> so with that being said, we are going to be wrapping it up. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.